This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Hey, White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. Joining me from either the arena, the forum, or from the land of whatever, <laughs> Chris Marion. Hi, Chris, director of the arena operations and the forum, and what the heck is your title these days? Because they've changed the name of the arena again. Uh, yeah, so I uh, serve as the general manager of the arena and forum. Uh, the arena, as you mentioned, will soon be changing from the Floyd L. Main Veterans Memorial Arena to the Visions Federal Credit Union Veterans Memorial Arena. Um, so that's the, the long name. Uh, there will be shorter uh, versions of that to make it easier oh, to say. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Marabito will be joining us uh, as the box office sponsor at both the arena and uh, the forum. Okay, now what does the, the Marabito, that's the, one of the things that people were asking me about. It's like, how the heck am I supposed to know? What Now the Marabito thing, does that just mean that they're going to have their name up on the the scoreboard? And Well, you don't have a scoreboard at the forum, but what does that mean? Obviously the name on the side of the building is going to be for the credit union. What does Marabito get out of this, and you know, yes. what, are, what are they putting in? Yes. So um, Marabito uh, partnered with Visions as part of the naming rights sponsorship. Uh, Visions is going on the uh, arena as, as the, the name, and then Marabito will be the box office sponsor. Um, so the way it's structured would be the Marabito box office at the Visions uh, Veterans Memorial Arena, and again, the forum would be the uh, Marabito box office at the Forum Theater. Uh, the The part that the part of the agreement that is, I think, most exciting for the people of this community is not necessarily the, the name change or the amount that the uh, the county is receiving as part of the deal, but the fact that both Visions and Marabito are putting money into an account that will help us bring in more live events, more sporting events, more concerts, more comedians, more touring shows. Each year, uh, they'll be putting in a significant amount of money that we have not had in the past uh, that will be dedicated to increasing activity at both buildings, which is what everyone wants to see. That is something that there has been a lot of chatter about in um, in all sorts of um, venues, if you will. I hate to use the word venue because you probably hear that enough. Um, but people have been saying for years, well, geez, back when I was a kid, we had this concert and that concert and this concert and that concert. But, of course, the the, the acts are, that are out there that are touring draw such bigger crowds than what used to be the norm for things when tickets were six fifty to get into a Seals and Croft show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's uh, like, how does how does the arena compete with something like that? Yes, that's a that's a very good question. So yes, uh, the, there has been a lot a lot of things have changed since the seventies, eighties, nineties, early two thousands even. Uh, on on the business side of touring events, the venues, um, especially surrounding Binghamton, have all become. Have, there's a lot newer buildings, a lot bigger buildings. The the cost of putting a concert into uh, a venue has gone up tremendously. The amount that the artist makes. Uh, their primary income comes from touring concerts because they don't make money from selling uh, albums and CDs anymore. So uh, the cost 
for a ticket has gone up significantly. Uh, therefore, venues started getting bigger so you could put more people in. Uh, our venues have not grown, obviously. Um, and one of the, uh, the other parts that we struggle with is there are very large companies like Live Nation or ASM Global that um, manage buildings, they manage tours, they run concessions, they, they really take on all um, of the components of putting on a live event. So they route the tours that they manage into the buildings that they manage, and then they don't allow those type of events to come to other buildings that they don't manage. Well, that's not so fair. We're, we're, we really get squeezed out uh, in a lot of different ways uh, due to our size and our uh, governance structure. Uh, so what this fund with uh, Visions and Mirabito is designed to do is counter that so that we can work with independent promoters to bring more events in. Now, I don't want people to think going to go back to the 70s and 80s and 90s where you know maybe there's a concert every Friday night or uh, up-and-coming and large bands are playing at the arena every night uh, because it's just not going to be that way. But we are going to be able to increase activity uh, with this funding by working with uh, local and independent promoters to bring more events into the building. This, though, in this day and age, I mean, first of all, we saw with the pandemic hitting and things that happened to Maine's and everything else with their finances. You Do you have any hair left? <laughs> you, you must have yanked it all out by now, wondering what was going to be happening while this deal was progressing and the uncertainty of when there's going to be tours again, what the financial situation was going to be, whether there was going to be uh, these sponsors and such that would want to still be taking a financial risk given the uncertainty of things that are going on now. With the question about touring, what big of an impact and how up in the air are things now as far as attracting acts to the forum and the arena? Yeah, so um, the live events were the, one of the first industries to shut down, being right. mass gatherings of large numbers of people, and will be one of the last industries to open back up. So that's really taken a toll on all of the people that are employed. As an industry, millions of people are employed by live events from the, you know, just in our building, you know, you have from the usher staff, the food and beverage staff, uh, the security, the ticket takers, the um, you know the stagehands, cleaning the, talent, the, the art, like, light bulbs, the yeah, the work, the stagehands that do all the theatrical work, for example. There, there are a lot of people employed, uh, so it's really hurt uh, a, a number of positions uh, locally and, and around the world. So, um, right now we are looking at you know trying to read the tea leaves of the, the guidance that has been put out for other larger venues like malls and gyms places like that to see what the state is going to require uh, of large venues like ours to open back up safely and as as soon as possible uh, we're not you know most events all events through 2020 have more or less been either postponed uh, or canceled uh, so we're looking into 2021, but we feel that the forum and the arena will be well suited to open up as soon as it's safe to do so. As soon as tours and athletic events start happening again, 
with their, you know, athletic events with crowds, uh, tours with crowds. Again, minor league sports and especially touring shows don't work without people in the seats. That's who right. pays the bills. Now, um, does so, this mean that the, that we're going to have to go through a, a whole new HVAC system? You know, the, that was the whole thing with malls and what took the Oakdale Mall longer than some other ones to get going is try to get the new filtration systems and the the air circulation and stuff like that. How are we set for that kind of stuff? Yep, so we, um, looking at the experience that malls went through, we have already done a complete inventory of the filters that we need and other HVAC improvements that we need to make. We've already put all of that uh, on order. It, it takes a while to get, as you saw with the mall, so we already have that on order. We, we anticipate having everything we need well in advance of when we'll be able to open and so we feel that both buildings are well positioned to open uh, when the time comes, uh, and we and we feel that we'll be able to earn the you know the trust of the touring shows, of the patrons, of the staff by having the equipment in place, the procedures in place, and the cleaning and disinfecting uh, procedures and, and equipment in place to to make it as safe as possible. What is the status of any planned renovations to the arena facilities? We've heard things that there's not going to be any part of the, the, the agreement with the, the naming rights were if certain renovations happened, then there was going to be that they would be paying more money, blah, blah, blah. But are there renovations that were prior to the kicking in of that higher sponsorship level? Yes. Yeah, so we go through normal maintenance and normal improvements on a yearly basis that don't arise to the level of what you're referring to, which is the partnership with Vision, uh, the, the fee paid to the county would double if, if and when we complete a significant renovation. Uh, but about, about this time last year, prior to the pandemic, we began a master planning process with a firm that specializes in renovating uh, older arenas and building new ones. So over the last year and during the pandemic, we used that time to go through that planning process, meet with a lot of our stakeholders, people that use the building, that work in the building, um, and got all of their ideas together and had the firm put together a master plan, which is our kind of our phase one renovation um, that would uh, significantly improve the behind-the-scenes mechanical systems, the ADA uh, access, put new bathrooms on the concourse, put in new escalators, new elevators, new locker rooms, um, you know, all of the amenities that patrons are looking for, that tenants are looking for, uh, and that make the building more sustainable and easier to get in and out of. Uh, so we put everything together, and um, we have that plan ready to go to start seeking funding. Now, obviously, that has all been delayed and uh, due to the pandemic, spending priorities have changed and the available funds are not as much as they were before. So we have this plan together, and as soon as the time is right, we'll start pursuing that. And as part of that plan, we also looked at a transformative plan for the area uh, to the south of the arena between the um, Susquehanna Street and the river with the assumption that the New York State DOT would be looking at reconfiguring North Shore Drive, State Street, uh, area entrance into the city. And so we put together a plan there that would really uh, transform that area, would add a convention space, would add a, another sheet of ice so we could host tournaments, would add another hotel to support all that activity, 
and uh, a riverfront feature to really bring in uh, tourism, to increase tourism throughout the year. So that was that's a very expensive plan, but again, it's just a basic concept of what could be done to transform that space. And that's all, all way on the back burner now. Yes, everything is, again, it was a plan put together by meeting with all, everyone that uses the building. We put everything that people wanted to see together, and now we start to chip away at funding to make near-term and long-term improvements uh, so that this can be a facility that lasts another 50 years that the people of Broome County and the greater Binghamton area can be proud of and can truly uh, serve its original intent, which is a memorial to the veterans of this community. Well, it seems that you have got to be still walking kind of on edge looking to see what the future for funding is going to be because if the county, which is just trying to maintain services at this point with waiting for the federal government to provide assistance to cover all the costs that it's been incurring due to the coronavirus pandemic, they're looking at where they can make cuts. Are you fearful that the arena is going to be one of those areas that they're going to say, well, let's just shut it down until the pandemic is over. So right now the arena is closed to public events, but we still serve an important function. Remember, we were uh, converted to a EMS holding area uh, for uh, response to the pandemic at the beginning in March and April. Uh, we're doing blood drives. We're doing other events. We're, we're a training site for EMTs. There still are things that uh, can, that space can be used for, and it is a very important piece of the downtown and greater uh, Binghamton economy. So, yes, it's very important that federal funding comes through to support municipalities, or there's going to be some very difficult decisions made across all of the discretionary spending areas. Our entertainment, recreation, law enforcement, transportation. Uh, you know, there's a lot of money spent on a lot of the money spent by county governments is mandated by the state. In the areas right. that aren't, there's going to be some very difficult decisions made. We're hopeful that money will come through to support uh, the county, but we do feel that the forum and the arena are are very important parts of, you know, the, the character of downtown Binghamton and the greater Binghamton area. And we have taken several cost-saving measures so that we are uh, not exceeding where we, you know, we're, we're offsetting the lost revenues by reducing expenses. We don't have our staff coming in. Our utility bills are lower. Our water bills are lower, you know, things like that. So we are taking significant cost-saving measures to offset that lost revenue for now with the hope of having a very active 21, 22, and 23 season to make up for the lost revenue and, and keep both buildings functioning um, at or exceeding the levels they were before. Well, we are out of time. We didn't even get to start to talk about the Stop DWI program. Maybe for another time, Chris Marion, thank you very much for joining me. This has, yes, been the, this has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. <laughs>